Season 2 of the Cafe Nervosa podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Taryn. We're two ladies who have a deep and abiding appreciation for the 1990s NBC sitcom Frasier. In this podcast, we're going through the show season by season, and we're talking about specific topics as we go. We will lovingly dissect the episodes and plots, share many clips featuring our favorite jokes, and gush over Roz and Lilith. In this episode, we're talking about the sibling relationship between Niles and Frasier, and for season two, that means enjoying them being petty and celebrating things we don't usually see on TV between two men. So have Frasier pour you a glass of sherry and join him on the balcony as we talk about season two of Frasier. Before we get into the topic, here is a refresher on season two of Frasier. Recall at this point, Frasier is settled into his Seattle life and his hair is super uggos in that skullet. Mm-hmm. In season two, Frasier's main relationships are with Madeline Marshall, whom he takes to Bora Bora, and Dr. Honey Snow, the self-help book author. Niles and Maris are together, but Niles suspects Maris of having an affair with her Bavarian fencing teacher. Daphne has long hair and bangs and not much other story. Martin has to get Eddie neutered, and Roz is winning at life with huge 90s hair by being a great radio producer and by having the sex life she chooses without apology. Taryn's sister of mine. Let's get into it. So Frasier and Niles really work best when they are one-upping each other, and the episode The Innkeepers is a perfect example of this. Mm-hmm. In this episode, the brothers decide out of nowhere to buy a restaurant, despite their lack of experience with any industry related to owning (laughs) a restaurant. Uh And their opening night is not shockingly a disaster. Throughout the episode, Frasier and Niles each have bigger and bigger and dumber ideas, including they keep pestering the chef on whether to serve souffles in a big bowl (laughs) or individual and like... Back and forth, back and forth. Which, famously, you can't handle a souffle that much. No. It will flatten. Yeah. (laughs) So this episode is a classic farce where everything is heightened and reaches an insane point of blowing up, including a literal explosion of Cherry's Jubilee. Sorry, Roz. Mm -hmm. Takes one in the kisser. (laughs) And the relationship between Niles and Frasier really fuel the hilarious insanity because they both think they know best and their trademark competitiveness comes to the fore in these instances and each of them can't handle the other being the boss so we have a clip here of when this is really coming to a head no 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 i told you individual cups you oh i told him oh fuck you not your mind you told him what oh my god you're serving in a baseball club oh god 
Yes, I did my life. How gauche! I had no idea. Reese streaking. Reese. No, I still played. You didn't let me finish. I It was an oversight on my part. Fine. Now what? So you can see that their relationship with each other, they just can't they they just can't handle the other being in control. Yeah. And they totally feed off each other. The idea to put a little more brandy in the cherry's jubilee is a fine one if one person has it one time. <laughs> but the fact that they can't stop and they just keep building and building <laughs> is what makes the jubilee explode. <laughs> Those cherries must be jubilant. <laughs> I also love watching them be competitive and petty, and this episode is a good example of something that the the show Frasier will revisit again and again. Uh, I look forward to their future failed ventures together. Yeah, me too. We get to see more of this relationship in the episode called The Club. This is where Frasier and Niles are each vying for a spot in an exclusive men's club in Seattle. Obviously, they're all white men. Mm-hmm. Boo. That's what that weird thing is. No one else wants to be there. Let's be honest. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no one else does want to be there. And yet, I still <laughs> dislike it. Uh, me too. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, so they first believe that there are only two seats available in the club, uh, but it's revealed partway through that only one is up for grabs. Immediately, they turn on each other. And here's a clip of that scene. <laughs> so, does that mean that there's only one membership? Yes. Oh, but not to worry. One of you should be selected. You can always bring the other along as a guest. <laughs> well, if only one of us can be honored with a membership, I hope it will be you, Fraser. That's a very noble sentiment. Well, I know how much it means to him. We can't risk another splashy suicide attempt. <laughs> Very amusing, Niles. Using humor to defuse a tense situation. I'm sure that stood you in good stead when you were in prison for threatening the president. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Kenneth, Kenneth. Excuse me. What are you saying? Do you intend to stand here running each other down and ruin both your chances? No. No. Of course you're right. Thank you. Cocktails, gentlemen. Oh. Yes, I'd like two ounces of your best 18-year-old lowland single malt scotch. There's a discriminating choice. Yes, my brother has an extensive knowledge of fine wines and spirits, undoubtedly acquired during the years when he was shacked up with a barmaid. Uh, Undoubtedly. (laughs) They are so crabby to each other (laughs) when they need to be. It's beautiful. Yeah, and it's lurking just under the surface of their otherwise supportive relationship. (laughs) It doesn't take really anything for them to suddenly air each other's, like, worst secrets and, like, (laughs) mental health issues and... I don't know, calling someone's ex-wife a drunk, you know, like, I don't know. It's wonderful to me. Yeah. Uh, And particularly, of course, David Hyde Pierce's glee in cutting down his big brother, always enjoyable to me. It's really beautiful. So on the flip side of that, (laughs) I wanted to talk about how Niles and Frasier are both made better by their relationship with each other. Something that is near and dear to my heart. I really like when siblings support each other and want each other to be a better person. I'm going to stop you right there. Are you trying to make me cry on our podcast? (laughs) If only I could, (laughs) dear listeners. Heart of stone at this one. (laughs) 
I agree. It's lovely to see. It's something I like to see in my actual sibling relationships, as well as my televised sibling relationships. Despite their tension and competitiveness, they're able to call each other out on their crap, and they and they listen to each other. They take it into consideration and change how how they are to be a better person. So there's a great example of this in the episode You Scratch My Book. This is the episode where Fraser is lying to Dr. Honey Snow that he he says he likes her work in order to get affection from her and Niles is lying about uh, investments to Daphne to similarly get some physical affection from her. So they're both lying to women in exchange for the attention of of the respective women and this is their their resolution. Well, I hope you're happy. <laughs> Snap out of it. What you were doing was completely dishonest. Ooh, sit the pot to the kettle. What is that supposed to mean? I think you know what it means. Oh, don't be ridiculous. Our two situations are totally different. Oh, really? How so? Well, for one thing, you've been misleading a woman for your own selfish gain. And so are you. Well, I'm not finished. She was also trusting you to tell the truth. Oh, and the difference would be... Your woman is English. <laughs> Fraser, you've lost this one. I know. I know. It's just going to take a little while to climb down off of this particular high horse. It's so nice to see two characters who are close look out for each other and work to help make the other person a better person. It is nice to see that Fraser actually does listen to Niles and change, tries to change who he is because of that. That's pretty rare. Mm-hmm. And speaking of things that you don't often see on TV, something else I wanted to talk about is how the two of them support each other in non-stereotypically male pursuits. Stereotypical maleness is garbage. I'm not interested in it, not but <laughs> the show is. So here we go. Um, in the episode Seat of Power... They get bullied by Martin into attempting to fix a toilet, and it's clear from the start that neither of them have any interest in fixing the toilet. That's great. They're bad at it, they screw it up, and they pretty immediately call professionals. All, all good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I like about this is that in the same scene where they decide to take this on, even though it's outside of their kind of interests, they also talk about going to the spa together. And here's a clip of that. You two realize what a couple of delicate doilies you are? <laughs> Gee, you don't know the meaning of the word self-reliant. Thank God there's not a national disaster happening, you'd be helpless. Oh, oh, a lemon zester. Yes. <laughs> you know, Niles, I'd actually like to fix that toilet just to prove Dad wrong. Fraser. When a man is born with superior genes, the last challenge he should face involving a toilet is learning how to use one. <laughs> yes, but we've, we've conquered the intellectual world, but in the world of nuts and bolts, we're at the mercy of tradesmen. You're serious? Yes. We could borrow some tools and fix it ourselves. It'd be good practical experience, and it would shut Dad up. We'll show him we're made of tougher stuff than he thinks. Exactly. And it's early. We can let the eucalyptus wrap be our reward. Ooh. <laughs> The audience laughs there at the line about the eucalyptus wrap, and Martin's kind of annoyed that they want to go to the spa. Um, 
but they don't care. The characters are completely secure in wanting to treat themselves to a day at the spa and go together as brothers. I just think it's great. It's a progressive understanding of what, air quotes, men are, air quotes, allowed to do and be, and I appreciate it. It is really great, and you can tell that their history as brothers really allows them to embrace these things because they were sort of like nerdy kids who were bullied and so they just they had to rely on each other a lot as kids and they've continued to do so in all the ways that make them happy totally and they can be their truest selves when they're together and they just want to listen to opera and get a manicure get a mani-pedi exactly which sounds great yeah not the opera part yeah (laughs) watching Frasier and getting a manicure yeah (laughs) Mm mm-hmm Another thing I noticed about how just, like, nice their relationship is, at the very end of the two-part episode, Adventures in Paradise, when Fraser's relationship fails, he ends up taking Niles to Bora Bora. And I just love that. I want to go to Bora Bora (laughs) with my sister. (laughs) It is great. That whole episode revolves around all the pressure of this sex vacation that Fraser's trying to have with a woman who he alienates with his behavior. Um, but the at the end of it, the comedic end to the show is that Niles is there with him. And again, they're perfectly happy to be on a vacation together. It's the vacation that they both wanted all along. Exactly. It's great. Yeah. Plus, Fraser is there to kill the bugs for Niles, which is nice. (laughs) Yeah. Nice of him. That is nice of him. I love when Niles gets pulled into one of Fraser's dumb schemes. I'm thinking particularly of the innkeepers where they're buying the restaurant and I don't know, it ends up with Niles having to cleaver into an aquarium full of eels (laughs) (laughs) because his brother made him. Um, He, David Hyde Pierce just has this way of showing us a resigned Niles where he's like, I have to go along with this dumb guy who's my brother because I love him and because I have to support him. But he plays it with this kind of like, yeah, resignation and a slight sadness (laughs) that kind of breaks my heart. It's so charming. Yeah, he just knows even what, like, you can tell some part of him when they're going into the scheme before it fails, he knows he's going to have to do the horrible thing when <laughs> yeah. this all inevitably goes wrong. Yeah. And he still just is going to do it. Yeah, he's the collateral damage of Fraser's big dumb ideas. Yeah. Whether it's here or later on in Ham Radio when he has to do 20 accents. Yeah. Poor Niles. Yeah. I just love him. He's so great. Our next segment is 1990s Nonsense, where we discuss the aspects of the show that have not aged as well as others. Reminder, it has been 25 years since Frasier premiered, and a lot has changed. Taryn, you're up first. What nonsense do you bring? I wanted to mention again, we've mentioned this several times, we're going to keep mentioning it, that Fraser's policing of Niles 
Niles' behavior towards Daphne continues, but Fraser still never does anything to actually stop him. He'll, he'll stop individual actions as they sort of cross a line, but big picture, he never tells him this is wrong. To cut it out. <laughs> yeah. And, and because he's fine to make excuses for his brother and at some level sort of wants him to have this bit of happiness, but it's not cool. No. And if you're going to make the the daily policing part of your life, you gotta make the big picture policing part of your yeah. life. You can't just be the the morally superior good guy for noticing it. Mm-hmm. You have to do something about yeah. it. Lauren, keep bumming us out. I'm happy to. <laughs> <laughs> um, as much as The Club is a fun episode for the brothers, the whole idea of an exclusive men's club is garbage. Yeah. I don't like it. No. I do not like it either. <laughs> Creating privileged spaces like that for people who are already have all the privilege it's gross it leaves out their families so like presumably they've gone to work all day and their partner is taking care of children at home Mm -hmm. and then they remain out to sit in overstuffed chairs and drink expensive booze at a great cost to them yeah while everyone's lives just continue on in the outside world It's not a good look. I don't love it. Turning back to things we love about the show, it's time where we recommend an episode for you from the second season. Lauren, what are you recommending? Uh, My choice is The Innkeepers. It has all those things we talked about. It has the dumb schemes and the piling on of characters and farce. It's just all good. Yeah. Uh, Taryn, what is your choice? I am recommending the episode Breaking the Ice. Mm -hmm. Uh, We didn't talk about it in this episode, but we've talked about it in other episodes, uh, the Martin episode and the Niles episode. Uh, It's a great look at brothers with their dad. It's just, and it's a fantastic episode. It's super funny. So check that one out. Thanks for listening to Cafe Nervosa. Check out our other episodes. They're in Apple Podcasts and on Google Play and on our website at cafenervosapodcast.com. On that website, Taryn makes recaps for each of our podcast episodes, including links, GIFs, and other observations, including how many times we mention Lilith. Please also go right now and follow us on Instagram at Cafe Nervosa Pod. We'd like to thank Colette Jonas for composing our awesome theme music. We would love it if you would help us spread the word about our show by telling the Niles to your Fraser or the Daphne to your Martin about Cafe Nervosa. We like to end every episode with clips of our favorite jokes from this season based on our theme. Taryn, tell me what you got. All you need to know here is that Niles is being petty as usual. Yes, well, I'm sorry. It's not like I'm nominated for a CB every year. Oh, wait a minute. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, as some illustrious person once said, popularity is the hallmark of mediocrity. You just made that up, didn't you? Yes, but I stand by it. <laughs> Lauren, you are up. All you need to know here is that Fraser is struggling with some confidential information from a patient. 
What's going on in there? You look like a zombie. Oh, God, Niles. I've got something I'd really like to get off of my chest. If I told you, I'd be violating a doctor-patient confidence. Oh, I see. Well, nothing is more sacrosanct than our professional ethics. Fortunately, I know a trick to get around them. 